Back with uh, this week's NRL tips for round 11 and joining you from the Sweet and Sour podcast, NRL legend Jamie Soward. Uh, good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, Watsi. I'm looking forward to uh, a big round of NRL. I think there might be a couple of uh, hidden gems this weekend in terms of clashes, so oh, I can't wait. Let's kick it off with Thursday night's game, the Parramatta Eels taking on the West Tigers. Yeah, this is one of those games you think about, you know, the Parramatta Eels last week, uh, still, you know, in, in a great position after how they've started the year, but um, last week they would have learned a lot about themselves, that if they are down on troops, they still need to win those games if they're going to be a good team. They get some troops back this week, and it's going to be hard against the West Tigers team. I think this is my, by far the game of the round, but... Yeah, this West Tigers team is completely different to what we saw a month ago. They've gone through a transformation, they've made some tough calls, they've set some standards there, and they're all playing up to those standards. So I'm expecting fireworks early on. Uh, I think Parramatta will just have too much class, but yeah, don't be surprised if, if West Tigers are, are right in the contest right to the end. Now, up to Townsville to Queensland Country Bank Stadium for the first game on Friday night, and this is a little bit of a tricky one. Uh, the North Queensland Cowboys, who do uh, fire up there in Townsville, take on the Manly Seagulls. Yeah, it is, and North Queensland were very good last week in defeat. Uh, I know they've gone through transformation with um, Paul Green being sacked as coach, but um, when you think about that's an opportunity for someone else to come in now. There may be a couple of subtle changes there within their team uh, with those assistant guys. Yeah, looking after the team. So usually uh, we see a, a good first effort first up because the weight's been lifted on some of those guys that may have been unhappy within the group. And then they come out there and play uh, above the level that they've been playing at. So I'm expecting a big performance from North Queensland because those fans could turn on it pretty quickly up there mm. uh, if it continues to go south. And you think about Manly last week, Dalekia Evans, that's the best game I've seen him play in a long time. Uh, he's the best halfback in the world when he plays like that. I'm expecting them, that was a... a a season-defining win for them last week. If they were to lose that, the wheels have definitely fallen off. But now they can see the light at the end of the tunnel with Tommy coming back. I think Manly got there and professionally get it done. Uh, in the second game, the Brisbane Broncos uh, take on the Melbourne Storm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be one-way traffic. Uh, I think that, again, puzzling selections by Anthony Seabold. Um, you know, if you thought Anthony Milford was your fullback, then why not play him there at the start of the year? Moving him there just because you don't want to drop him uh, and don't want to have that whole million-dollar player sitting on the sideline chat uh, is just—it's not strong leadership. Uh, we've seen what Michael Maguire's done with his team and how he's transformed them. So I, I think this will be one-way traffic. Melbourne last week—they showed that, yeah, in, in the bubble, they, they don't mind it. They're mm. built for this. Their culture's strong. Uh, it was a professional effort last week from them, and they ended up racking up the points late. So I'm expecting Melbourne to be one-way traffic, and uh, I'm going to go out and hold him and say that if they get beat by 40 or more, to be Anthony Seabold's last game in charge. That's a big call. Three games Saturday, the New Zealand Warriors take on the Sydney Roosters. Yeah, the Warriors, uh, you know, it's, it's not an easy season for them. We all know what they're going through at the moment. and uh, They got touched up last week, and, you know, all signs point to another fairly uh, big touch-up this week if the Roosters turn it on. You just want to see them compete in that first sort of 20, 25 minutes. And, you know, it, it's going to be... It's going to get a lot worse for the Warriors. And the bottom five teams need to go through something yeah. this year to be able to come out the other side next year. So we're gonna, we've really seen a distance between the top-end teams and, and also the bottom teams. The Roosters, 
they'd be disappointed. They lost that game last week, 15 errors. You think about how many times they had to defend their own line. They gave the Raiders a chance to win the game, and the Raiders are quality opposition. So mm. I'm expecting the Roosters to bounce back in a big way. Middle game on Saturday sees the Cronulla Sharks take on the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Yeah, I think this will be one of the, the game of the round, and whoever loses this, their season's done. Um, mm. I don't think they can come back from this. I know Cronulla's got a pretty soft draw, but the Dragons have got a hard one. If they were to lose it this weekend, I think that they're done. And you can't get any momentum if you're going to play up and down each week. So Cronulla were good last week. They're expected to beat the Warriors by that many. Um, Sean Johnston's got a big challenge this week uh, up against the St. George side of the team form, and, and they got away with a lucky win as well. So by no means are any of these teams competing for a grand final. They're competing to make the bottom half of the eight. Uh, I think the Dragons might be able to cause an upset. It'll be it'll be a flip of the coin come kickoff time, but uh, I've just seen a little bit more consistency in what the Dragons are doing rather than the up and down Sharks. Now you said to me a couple of weeks ago that uh, you most of the games you'll be covering on Two GB on a Saturday night will be a cracker, and this is no exception. Uh, the Canberra Raiders taking on the Rabbitohs, and I feel the Rabbitohs can serve it to them if they happen to click. Hundred percent right. Uh, you think about what the Rabbitohs did last week. There, they're sort of just beating themselves at the moment, not allowing themselves to get into a contest and a grind. And when they do that, um, that they've shown that they can compete with some of the bigger teams. But they're just missing a couple of pieces this year, and they haven't been able to do it consistently, which puts pressure on your defence. The Raiders, fantastic last week. I mean, that's one of the, the season-defining wins we can talk about. You know, if they were to go on a fairy tale run and make it to the prelim final, that win sort of started it all without Hodgson. So um, I like the mixture that they've got now. They, they seem to play a little bit more off the cuff rather than that structured style which suits White and George Williams, who was fantastic last week. Uh, I think the Raiders will probably win, but I just smell a bit of an ambush from Wayne Bennett and South, although I don't think he's got a very good record down there at all. So... Uh, what would I know? I think it, there you go. It might be a draw. It might be a draw. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, the Shorties should win the two games on Sunday. The first of those is the Newcastle Knights taking on the Bulldogs. Yeah, it's a tricky one for the Knights, isn't it? Because they're expected to win this game, much like they were against the Cowboys. And the advantage they have is that they're at home and, and they should get the job done in front of a big crowd. But um, yeah, I'm just not sure about the Knights. Yeah, I watch them some weeks and I think, you know, this is a team that maybe not this year, but certainly next year or the year after could could compete for a title. And then other weeks you watch them and you're not sure. That second half, it looked like they were coming 10th or 11th and they got the jump of one of the top teams and they were just trying to hold on. So um, the Doggies, yeah, another you know, another week for the Dogs. Uh, they finally signed Trent Barrett uh, to a three-year deal, which is positive news for them. Now they can start working their recruitment and these guys that, uh, the uncertainty around if you're off contract or you're looking to extend, now they can concentrate on the job of you know, trying to play for a contract. So mm. I'm expecting a, a hard effort from the Bulldogs first, but not too much class. And uh, you'd imagine the Panthers will be too good for the Titans in the 405 game? Yeah, they will be. The Panthers last week, you know, when you win those games, they were expected to win by 40. I have no doubt about that. And they would have gone out... Some of those young kids probably learn a little bit of a hard lesson in that first half and then they trailed a little bit. So Ivan Cleary, whilst he wouldn't be happy with how they played, he'd be certainly happy with the effort and the emotion that they showed in the second half to get up and win that game. So I'm expecting them to, to come out a lot more professional this week. Um, Titans, yeah, I, there's five teams in, in the comp, what's here that probably you know could play their own competition this year. It's mm. not 
um, it's it's just a challenging year for those guys. There needs to be some roster overhauls and, and changes and you know culture stuff as well. So um, yeah, I think the Titans will get walloped on on Sunday. I think there'll be two pretty big wins, as you said. Now uh, the Sweet and Sour podcast was uh, out on Tuesday night. Some big talking points: the coaches merry-go-round, and of course, Sonny Bill Williams. Yeah, we chatted about the coaches. Uh, you know what's what's best to sack them now or, or wait to the end of the season. Uh, obviously, with the Anthony Seabold situation continuing to unfold, and then Sonny Bill Williams, where where did we want to see him back? Um, you know, there's so many opportunities to try and get a quality player like Sonny, and I thought the Bulldogs might be perfect just for the culture. Uh, you sign him on a one year plus one year his favour, and see if he can come back and and turn the culture there uh, with the professionalism. And they've got a heap of money as well, so um, expecting that. Plus, we got down to our final 32 uh, sweet and sour goat Aussie athletes from 2000 to 2020. So that final field will be in next week. We had to put an extra one in there. What's you had to have Chad Reed, Aaron Phillips, and Kari Webb, three champions that we missed yep. out. So it'll be a field of 33, and that's my favourite number. So we make up the rules as we go. <laughs> as you always do, Jamie Sound. Thanks for your time, <laughs> and we'll catch up again Sunday. Two edge. Thanks, mate.